There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. From a land far, far away where success is a long shot and the struggle really is real comes a voice from the depths of the concrete, the bowels of the BX, a voice that can't be silenced, here to share his positivity. Welcome to the Hope of the Hood podcast. Guys, welcome back to Hope of the Hood. It's your boy Petey, feeling really good this week. Tonight we have a show. This is going to be late, but I wanted to break the news today. It's going to go weekly, every week now, as opposed to uh, bi-weekly, Better Days Comedy, 302 Broom Street. Tonight we have a show. It's probably going to be crazy. Um, thank you, everybody, for supporting. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for leaving comments on the podcast. Uh, I'm feeling good. It's not really much to uh, update you guys on. We're just going to get right into it. Uh, we got a special guest this week. I met this dude. Let's take. Let me take you back to where I met this dude at, man. So... I had a show in Jersey, in Hoboken. So, dude, and actually the way I got this show, it was a mutual friend yeah. put me on, mm-hmm. slash my barber. Yeah, shout yeah. out shout uh, out to Kenny at Levels in Harlem. Okay. So he's like, yo, he puts me in contact with this dude, Jerson. Jerson hits me up. Yo, you want to do this show? A couple hundred dollars. And if you ever want to kill a comedian, just book him on the show for a couple hundred dollars. I didn't even ask, like, yo, what's the... Right. Yeah, it wasn't like, yo, what's it like when I get there? What's going on? Who do I talk to? I was just like, yo, I'll be there. Did you see the fight that broke up? Hold on. We didn't even <laughs> gonna get into that yet. We didn't even gonna get into that yet. All right. I'm painting the picture. So I'm running late. Actually, that, that day I did a show in the Bronx at the... Um, I was running from the Bronx, Bronx Museum. And I was uh, so I I had to I had to I had to talk to dude that booked me on the first show to get me an Uber to Jersey from the Bronx, yeah. and that right there was like I had to be like, yo, I can't do your show because it's more I'm getting more money over here first of all. So right. he's like, all right, I get you the cab. So I get the cab. I had my boy Dan. Shout out to Dan. He helps uh, run the podcast. He's not here, but um, it's a little nerdy white kid. I don't know if you've seen him. Little nerdy white kid. He looked like Poindexter. Okay. So I think we, I might have met him when I walked in. Yeah, we in the middle of the Bronx. Uh, me and this kid, right? So we have the on the way to Hoboken. We get first of all, too. Let me tell you something. I didn't know. So when I seen the flyer, so I said yes before I even knew. Mm. So I seen the flyer, and and it's a dedication show. Rest in peace to the dead. But it kind of struck me as well. I was like, damn, I ain't never did a dedication show. Usually I just go, it's like, you know. Right. So whatever. So I'm already like, all right. 
You know, this is kind of right. And then I was a little, I was hating a little bit. I was like, yo, why he got the big picture on the flyer? Like, I'm headlining the show. I should have the big picture and maybe do like a translucent in the background, like, you know, an angel type of deal. You know, with all due respect to the dead and all of that. But so anyway, I was like, all right, whatever. So I, we get to the spot now. I got to run right on stage. Like, I literally came in the door, ran on stage. It's hectic. You could tell that the host is holding everybody off until I get there. Because as soon as they see me, he was like, all right, fuck, finally. Yo, you guys ready to do the final comic? So I get up on there. It's fucking, it's packed. It's like every, it's like, it, it reminded me of like, if, if you could just imagine every like hood dude from the, like every hood <laughs> Puerto Rican from the Bronx, right? That was like maybe on the run, but they didn't want to run too far. So yeah. they stopped in Jersey. <laughs> And it was like the sort of the uh, I'm on stage. I'm, I'm basically just fighting. I'm fighting. I'm like, yo, I can't, show, I'm like, I'm like, yo I, I can't let him win. No. So, <laughs> so on one side, there's a dude. He looks out. So I'm, I'm doing a little crowd work, not too much because I'm like, this looks like it could go either way. Right. The dude sitting there like a don, big, big iced out. Yeah, I yeah, big iced out, uh, muscled out hood. <laughs> just official. He looked like the Terror Squad uh-huh. over there, right? So he's <laughs> over there. And um, the waitress brings, I'll never forget, the waitress brings, like, a platter to his table, and, and it's like a... Fire. Yeah, it's like these... Yeah, it's, fl- it's a little Hibachi. grill, and you got, like, a little skewers and shit. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, look at the boss eating like a boss. And he gets excited now. He's like, yeah, you know how bosses eat, son. Then he just starts handing out skewers to his homies, and he's like, yeah, real niggas eat together. And I was like, oh, shit, this is official. Like, I couldn't even... So then I was like, all right, let me not fuck with him too much. And then right. I turned to the right... And I and I just noticed the uh, you you were bigger than the other homies uh, and a little darker than the other homies you yeah, were with. Uh-huh. And then I noticed the the super the, uh, not super, but I noticed the ring. So I'm like, oh look at this NFL player dude. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yo, what you do? He's like, yeah, I just retired. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even know. I didn't know who you were. I was just like, oh shit, because I don't really. I'm a Jets fan, so I don't watch football. That's like unfortunate. I, nah, unfortunate. No, I know. It's almost like somebody you love doing right. bad, and you're like, I can't really deal with you right now or any of your friends. That's funny. So I see the ring. And I'm like, yo, so, and he's like, yeah, I'm an ex football. And I, I remember talking to him, I'm like, yo, you look good. So I'm like, you don't got CTE, you're not shaking or nothing like that. You fucking look good. You got in and got out. So then the next day I get home, um, I get, oh, now let me not fast forward that part. Mm-hmm. So the show's over, everybody have fun. It was cool. I talked to a few people after the show. Go outside, smoke a cigarette. Uh, this, this girl comes up to me. She's like, um, yo, thank you for doing the show. This was mad fun. Um, you know the dude on the flyer. That was my that was my husband. Wow. And and you know I really appreciate. She was like, and then she went into detail. She's mm-hmm. like, yo, he got killed in front of me and and my kids. And she's like, well, he's not really my husband, but we have four kids together. And I was like, oh, all right, all right, I see what's going on here. All right, Jersey giving it up. That's what's going on. I was like, this shit is official. Then her moms came through like, yo, word up. You was she was even more thugged out than the daughter. He's like, yo, you was mad official. And I was like, damn. And then. So I'm waiting. My boys went to Mickey D's next door. And now I'm just waiting, talking to the people, chilling. Next thing you know, I see like a a, a, a gang of shorties coming out of the, the joint. And I just hear one shorty say, that bitch got to come out sometime. <laughs> and I was like, I looked around, see my boys. I was like, yo, it's time to go. Yeah. Yo, we get out of there. So we get like half a block away, look back. The whole sidewalk was just flooded with people, and I was like, "Damn, yo, this shit was crazy." Yeah, it was definitely wild. But uh, anyway, that so that was how. And then the next day, I get home, 
I see a and I'm, I don't know. I think I went out drinking after that, so I was a little woozy. I wake up and I see a message from 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 um. So I didn't I didn't know who you were, so I just see the message like, "Yo, I was at the spot last night. You was I. You was funny." And I was just like, "Oh, thanks, man. Whatever." And then I and then I like, click on your profile and I'm like, Arthur Jones. I'm like, oh, NFL player, word. Oh, shit, that's official. And then I'm like, what the fuck was he doing there? <laughs> what the fuck was he doing there? And then, um, so, and then I'm looking through your, 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 your page. I'm like, oh, this dude's cool. Like, you had a lot of motivational posts. Right, so then it hit me. I'm like, yo, why don't I just ask him to be on my podcast, Hope in the Hood? And you was like, yo, I got you. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. The hood is moving up, son. <laughs> this is a big deal. That's so, cool. everybody, welcome Super Bowl champion, Mr. Arthur Jones, man. Thank you so much for Appreciate coming. Appreciate you. Thanks thank for having you me. So, thank you so, thank you me so much. Definitely. It's a big deal, man. Big deal for me, man. That's what's up, man. Because you told big, me. Big deal to be here with you, man. You, you killed the crowd, man. You had everybody laughing. I enjoyed it, man. It was, a, like I said, like you got to understand, it's different. What was the pigeon joke you told? That shit was so funny. I think it was a joke about. Uh, I, I don't want you giving up. Giving you. No, no, no. It's cool. I don't even remember because I got so many pigeon jokes. Like bro, literally, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> I had me crying, bro. But yo, you know, because you you you're a former NFL player. You've been right. playing football, but your whole life mostly. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, you know how you go into different games and you don't. Well, you might you might. Um, I'm pretty sure you study the the team you're gonna play. So imagine like not being able to study the team right. you're gonna play, and you just have to go out there, That's and you're like, record. you just gotta, like, you got your skills. So you're like, all right, I just gotta rely on my skills. Right. I don't know what the terrain is gonna be like. I don't know who. The t so when I show up, it's like crazy. It's hectic. Like yeah. I said, like I don't know how the show was before I got there, but by the time I got there, it was like you brought the energy back up for sure. It, it, they had a couple dry comedians. <laughs> you know, one of the things you just want to laugh like. Give, give them uh, confidence. And I was like, man. And it's know. hard because you were sitting in the front. Yeah, so, the you front, know, they look at you and right, you're, like, right. you're like, damn. You try to use a smile. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, and then one of the shorties, actually the shorty's mom was like, yo, you was funny. Uh, but the other girl, the Blanquita, I don't know. Maybe she was high or something. But she wasn't really. I was like, I mean, I don't really like the shit on nobody. So, I was like, you know, you hit him with the, I mean. I mean I she was all right. She was all right. <laughs> I was like, I mean. Um, nah, but. So you're here. Uh, if you don't know Arthur Jones, uh, you went to college at Syracuse. Yes, sir. How long were you in college for? Uh, I liked it so much. I stayed five years. Oh, shit. Yeah, Hell yeah. Five year, you know, you get five years to uh, play four. So I registered a year. And then uh, I got drafted 2010, fifth round, uh, to Baltimore. Played there four years. Won the Super Bowl. Um, then free agency, I left. Went to Indianapolis. And then this past season, I was with uh, the Redskins for a cup of coffee. Mm, mm, yeah. mm. And then I just had enough, you know. How did you know it was time to go? Uh, you know, I've been injured a couple times throughout my career, and it's one of those things, like, you know, you start preparing when you, when you get started. You know, I'm, I'll be 32 this year, you know. Mm. So I'm fighting against the, the clock, and, uh, you know, it, it was just one of those things. That you just know when, when, when you don't run as fast and you're in a <laughs> cold tub, hot tubs, longer than a lot than everybody else. Right. And uh, you, you just know when it's time. And then was it like was it uh was it kind of cool since you you had won a ring so you was like I got yeah I got for a sure ring. definitely chilling for sure definitely it, made, it definitely made it a lot easier you know, playing for the you know for a ring having the big contract so uh, mainly I just wanted to leave the game with you know my brain and half my body so yeah, 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 I got yeah. two beautiful kids an eight year old and a four year old so it's their time now I'm a full time dad 
uh, just uh, Syracuse just offered me a job, and you know, I oh, told him, I don't, I don't want to work right now. Thank you, I appreciate right, it. Right, right, right. You know, I just got you just game. quit. You yeah. just, you just not quit, but you just retired. Retired. Like, you know. Yeah. So I just want to, uh, you know, get rid of this, get rid of this fool baby. Drop out fifty pounds. Okay. And it's no reason for me to be, be big anymore, and uh, just really start getting back healthy. What you mean? So what you about to be a skinny dude? Uh, nah, nah, ain't no skinny dude. About two seventy five. You know, two eighty. Be respectable. Okay. You know what I mean? That's the other solid. thing I was going to ask you because I seen yeah. on your on your gram that you was. Um, I went vegan for a while. That's what I was yeah. like. I was like, yo, I never even thought there was big vegans. Nah. I thought everybody was just skinny and, and small vegans. The and I was like, vegan. oh, shit, I got to step my game up, son. Everybody got to start eating leaves. That's where the girl's at, man. There's a little vegan restaurant. But but hold on. Head how did jump. you, How do you? what do you eat, like 80 heads of lettuce? Like, Something how do you, like that. Yeah. It's a whole front yard, the whole grass. That's crazy. <laughs> so, all right. So, you went to, you went to, um, but damn, you've been working pretty much since, like since you've been playing football your whole life, pretty yeah, much. So that's time. a job right there. A lot of people, I don't know if they know, that's like a job until you just retired. So like you've been working on this job, right? Getting better and better and better for sure. Until you like, all right, let me step away. Cause th- you said thirty two. Yeah, I'll be thirty two this year. That's like five hundred and eighty years old. And yeah, like, <laughs> football year. Yeah, yeah, people don't get it. Like you're so young. Why are you retiring? I was like, I'm like sixty. You know what I mean? Body hurts in the morning and uh, ankles hurt, knees. Mm. Starting to feel it. That's like me too, cause like I'm from the Bronx, so it's like I, I, the Timberlands uh-huh. it makes your bone all of the wear and tear. Like I'm really like a hundred and eight right now, so it's like I can totally feel what you're going through, but I can't stop because I ain't never win a ring. Yet, there you, you go. Know what I'm saying? Keep going, keep grinding, baby. And a lot of people might not know this is uh, something that I found out too is you're the older brother, yes, sir, of um, John Jones, John Bones Jones, John Bones Jones, well, UFC Jones, champion, uh, UFC champion, yes, sir, two time. Yes, sir. Uh, one of the youngest champions, or the youngest champion. Ever to do it. Ever to do it. Yeah. Uh, jiu-jitsu. Oh, no, I don't know if it was. Is it jiu-jitsu? Uh, it was a word background. I couldn't read. It was like gugitsu. Maybe yeah. it was the Asian word, the way to. Muay Thai or something like that. Yeah. And like, so. For record, I never lost to him, too. I'm the older brother. I was going to ask. So I was like, how was that growing yeah. up? Was like, he was. Did he try to do football? And was like, yo, I'd just rather punch people in the he face. He was terrible at football. His senior, he got most improved. He couldn't catch a cold. I mean, it's terrible. Damn. So, uh, yeah, you don't want to get most improved your senior year. You know what I mean? That's like a participation <laughs> trophy. You know what I mean? Yo, but, how- uh, he found his niche, thank God. With, with, uh, he went, wrestled in college and uh, went to the UFC. And uh, he's he's doing good. He took a polygraph test and hopefully he'll be back in the octagon soon. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy, yeah. man. Like, I seen, I was like, damn. And then you got a younger younger brother, Chandler. And I'm proud of him. Chandler, Chandler Jones. Yeah, he's and, doing it, man. Uh, this year he was the NFL sack leader and tackle for loss leaders for – Arizona uh, Cardinals, who just signed a big deal with them, what, $83 million? Sheesh. So I'm trying to be his financial advisor. That's, that's, that's plan B, my, my second job. And uh, and he, he won the ring, too, he won right? Ring, yeah, with, uh, with, with uh, the Patriots. That's crazy. Yeah. So I read all of this, and all I could think was, like, I had to ask you. I was like, yo, it seems like all of your younger brothers and you are successful. And I was like, maybe you could adopt me as a younger brother, even no though I'm older than you. Got you. Maybe you could like bring, <laughs> and then like you know the blessings will fall down, and maybe I could receive a championship. You kind of light skin. I don't know. Nah, it's all good. That's played out. Now. Adopted. Adopted. <laughs> I got Come you. On, sir. You know, this is the 28th of Feb. We're recording this on the 20th of February, the last day of Black History Month. So, uh, really, a lot of people don't know this. The last day is the light skin day of Black History Month. That's like when you celebrate. The, you know, it's like Drake. usually it's the last 14 days, uh-huh. but now that Trump is president, we it's the last day. We get one day. So we're trying to hold on to it. And you could adopt me. And um, Gotcha. We, but, all right. So I don't think that's a coincidence 
that you guys are winners and champions. Like, where does that come from? Like, what was it from the way you were raised? Yeah, my, my mom used to say, uh, rest her soul, she passed away last year, diabetes. Oh, sorry. And uh, she used to say she beat us three times a day growing up, you know. That was the, you know how black, black parents are. <laughs> you can't hit kids now, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, my dad was a pastor growing up, and, you know, we're really sheltered as kids. So uh, just pretty much there's not much to do in our hometown but cow, kip, uh, cow, cow tip or or play sports, you know. Hold on, and, hold on, and hold cow on, tip hold and get on, old. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you from you from, from originally? Where you from originally? I'm originally from Rochester, New York. Rochester, yeah, the hood. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was about to yeah, say yeah, like yeah, yeah. up there. That's like a lot of people think yeah, Rochester, no, Buffalo. That yeah. shit is, yeah, yeah. It's, it's rough. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very. So middle school, I I moved to Binghamton, New York. And, okay, uh, and so I went from all black culture to all white culture. Mm. You know, so it's kind of the best of both worlds. You know, academically and whatnot, and. So and, you uh, must have been like, because you know, black people and white people, we cool, but like we do things a little more spicier. Absolutely. So like, how was you tip? Was you tipping the cows a little more uh, flavorful? Absolutely. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> nah, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't never really, really <laughs> tipped. That's just insane. Our home, so I never tipped a cow. I think my brother John might have though. That's how he. That's how he works out. Yeah, he got a couple screws loose. So all right, so you're from up there. So you said Bingham, Binghamton. Binghamton, New York. That's yeah. where you kind of grew up. Yeah. Or grew into your. What was that? High school. Uh, middle school and high school. Okay. Yep. So. So what was it like growing up there? What was uh, what was was it a culture shock when you moved from it Rochester? It was. It was rough. Uh, I was fighting every day, getting in trouble, getting you know, so I wasn't happy. You know, I moved. My dad comes from a large family, uh, twelve brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. So that's all I knew was that family. You know, my dad's side of the family, and just you know, my dad got a, um, uh, ordained to a church in Binghamton, New York, and he just picked up and moved. But I mean, my brothers didn't see the big picture at that point. You know, it was a sacrifice that he made. You know. Uh, I don't know if I would have graduated staying in Rochester, honestly. You right, know? right, right. Because it's the school system; it was just so far behind, behind the textbooks and everything. And uh, you know, so it was a it was a learning process, and and I had to catch up. You know, going to all white school, mm. but you know, it, looking at it now, you know, I thank my dad. You know, I thank him now. You know, it was an ultimate sacrifice to have three champions. Mm-hmm. That's crazy too. Like even that, I'm thinking of that because, excuse me, I grew up in the Bronx predominantly, and um, I wish I. I'm not saying I wish, but it would have been probably different or it would have been because I, I and not until I started doing comedy, which I started doing late mm-hmm. later in life when I was like, like 29, 28. Mm-hmm. I was never really around white people before. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it's not this. It's cool. Like, I'm not one of them dudes like, you know, whatever. But right. still, it's like you was already groomed. <laughs> you was groomed to be with other cultures. I wasn't groomed. Like, the only white people I seen growing up was, like, police officers. <laughs> uh, back when doctors, they used to be doctors, white doctors, and, like, lawyer, not, yeah, lawyers and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I never, do you think that helped you in any way, too? Yeah, like, for sure. Uh, for sure. It definitely was an adjustment at first, but uh, I definitely feel like it helped me out big time, you know, to be able to communicate, you know what I mean? And, you know, my my teammates make fun of me. The guys from Miami, the hooder guys. You know, <laughs> just to say, yo, you talk, you talk white, you talk proper. You know, it was like, okay, you know what I mean. That's how I talk. You yo, know the I mean? funniest thing about that is whenever I hear like, sometimes I hear black dudes uh-huh. that that'll be like, hang out, like comments will be like, hey guys, I know what you're thinking. Why does he talk like a like a white guy? Right. And I'm like, honestly, I know a lot of white guys, and none of them sound like that. Right. Like that's a scientist voice that you guys. <laughs> that's the voice of somebody that says plutonium. Like that's not a regular. That's not. That's not a <laughs> white like a voice is a. It's like you're either talking slang, right, or you're just talking without slang. Right, like I don't sure. think it's actually actually a color thing. Right, it's like a thing I think people get mixed and confused. 
But um, so growing up with three, two brothers, uh, is that it? Uh, we had an older three? sister who passed away her senior year of uh, high school, brain cancer. Oh wow! Yeah, crazy. How, she Beautiful. was older. Yeah, older sister, uh, three years older than me, and uh, she'd have been twenty five, two days ago. Actually. How old were you at the time? I was what sixteen, about a freshman, I think. At that point, sophomore. At, so sixteen, fresh freshman or sophomore. At that point in your life, was that like the most? Yeah, adversity you had to like deal with. Absolutely, as far as I think it, uh, it matured all three of us at a young age. You know, um, learning how to put a feeding tube down someone's nose. You know, uh, just seeing all of coming down to New York City, Ronald McDonald House, and uh, we don't really talk about her much. Everyone just thinks it's three of us, right. but we know she's our guardian angel looking over us. You know, and uh, you know we just had to mature early. You know, the things that we had to do, and uh, you know, it, it, thank God she didn't suffer too long. And uh, you know, her senior year, she found they found a tumor. Uh, size of a grapefruit, wow. you know, she just start forgetting things, and she's a smart girl, played the organ, had scholarships for sport and academic, and just overnight, you know, just hit her, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that, that keep me and my brothers going, and, and uh, it fuels us. That's, like, that's so crazy, because I never, I never knew. Yeah, a lot of people don't. So, but that's, like, how, so now my next question is, like, <clears throat> excuse me, how, you were playing football at this time, right? Your freshman sophomore, or yeah. you wasn't playing football. Yeah, I played a little bit. And what were your brothers doing? Uh they pretty much did anything I did. So I, you okay. know, football, wrestle, anything I brought home. If I brought a soccer ball or a golf club, they were going to do it. You know, because right. the older brother and uh, you know, you don't you don't think about those things. And you know, now that I retired, John and Chandler, you know, they both you know gave me a hug and you know they told me it's like I don't think you get it. You know, we did these things because of you. That's you know crazy. What I mean? You brought wrestling shoes home. You brought football helmet on. We wouldn't have done this. That's crazy. You know what I mean? And it just made it, it humbled me, you know? Right. So I, I think it's important for me in the next chapter of my life to keep continuing doing well, uh, being successful in whatever I do, you know? Um, and because, you know, I, I'm an example for those guys. Hold on. Let me rewind a little bit. Because this is why I actually was like, because this is heavy. So I'm like, at 16 years old, you're 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 not even you're like on your you're like beginning your journey. Right. This is like the beginning of I don't know. Did you already have the vision of like yo I'm I'm gonna go pro or was it just like I'm just playing sports and we'll see what happens? Yeah, um, I kind of had a vision. You know, I had a, a mentor Isaiah Kazavinsky. He's a guy who wrestled at my high school and uh, he played for the Seattle Seahawks for about five years. Oh. And, uh, you know, I, I remember him come talking to the team, and I told him, I said, hey, man, I want to be just like I was nervous. Right. A little snide-nosed freshman. You know, this guy's an NFL player, you know what I mean? My eyes as big as silver dollars. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, man, I want to be just like you when I grow up. And he's like, why? He's like, you know, I was an undrafted free agent. Be better than me, you know? And that stuck with me. I was like, why can't I be better than this guy? It kind of gave me a chip on my shoulder, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just kept grinding and, uh, and this stayed is in your, contact. And this is in your high school years. Yeah. So, but, like, all right, so even hearing that and all of that, Yo, you go through something as devastating as yeah. losing a sibling while you're young. Right. It's got to be. Because I just lost a godfather Sorry to hear that. Um, last summer. And mm. that shit hit me. Like, yeah, I was man. hard to go do comedy and do all this shit. Because, like, I, you know, like, you know, death is something we don't plan for. So right. it can happen whenever. So if you, you're living your That's why I'm like, yo, dude. Right. If you start in your journey, it got to be, like, that's, like, one of the craziest things to even fight through. Like, how right. do you fight through that, even talking to your mentor? Yeah, it was tough. How do you fight through it, that? It was, it was really <clears throat> tough, you know. Times feel like giving up, forget sports, but the sports kind of helped me escape reality, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, it, it was some, something that kids and siblings should never have to experience, you know. Uh, come, like I said, my dad's a pastor. I, you know, I never questioned God, but I asked him why, you know. I guess I did question him. And, right. You know, and they, you know. This girl never did anything wrong, and 
And, you know, I see that as an ultimate sacrifice. You know, God needed her in heaven for, for whatever reason, lead the choir or whatever. And uh, I feel like that, that that definitely filled me and my brothers, you know, throughout our career. Right. So then, all right, so then freshman, sophomore, junior, when did you know, like, all right, I'm going to, like, how, when did you know you was, when, when did you know that you were surpassing your mentor? When you were like, oh, like he said, he was undrafted. When yeah. did you, well, he was undrafted to the NFL, but right. like, when did you know you were on the way? Believe like, it or not, I was a better wrestler than football player. Okay. I had scholarships. <clears throat> uh, I was a two-time New York State, I was a runner-up one year and a two-time uh, New York State champion. Ranked number one in the nation in my senior year. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's why I told you I'd be <laughs> New York State, state champion. champion. You yeah. got to understand, people. Everybody in New York ain't from New York City, and not everybody's malnutritious, all right? <laughs> There's a lot of fucking people in New York. So to be the, the – to even win – to even just get there to the championship is big, but to it's win awesome. it twice. Yeah, it's a blessing. That's sure. crazy. And, uh, you know, I had scholarships to every university for wrestling. I only had a handful, about I think about five scholarships for football. And then, uh, you know, I started thinking long-term, you know, What's after football? You know, the Olympics. You can be on the Weedy Box. And then you're a high school coach. Right. So I just really, my senior, junior year, I want to say I made up my mind, like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm just, I'm going to go this football route. Obviously, it's more of a future. I'm going to do that. And then, uh, you know, the rest is history. Eight that's years crazy. later, you know, <clears throat> I'm done playing and, and enjoying life. Damn, that's, that's, that's crazy. And then, like, so your brother, man, so, like, so you won the championship. When did your brother get into the MMA? Like, when did he start doing that? Um, I want to say after his freshman year of college. He had uh, scholarships everywhere also. His grades wasn't right. You know, John always been a knucklehead. Mm. And so, uh, knucklehead Jones. Knucklehead Jones. I love him. That's my brother. You know what I mean? Everybody <laughs> gonna talk joke about him. That's my little brother. Right. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he won his junior. His, uh, he went to a junior college to get his grades up. Won the nationals. And he got his high school sweetheart pregnant. Oh, uh, Knucklehead Jones. Yeah, Knucklehead Jones. I told you. <laughs> but uh, he's always been an independent guy. And, you know, my parents told me they'll support the kid. And, you know, you finish, get your education. And John wanted to support his own family. Damn, that's super. So, yeah. first of all, you got a, you got a supportive sh- uh, structure. For sure. Because I remember, I'll be honest, my sister got pregnant at like 16. We in the hood. Uh-huh. Hey, it wasn't no wrestling or nothing like that. This is just a shorty. Maybe she could dance. Definitely. <laughs> but, like, as soon as she got, because my mom's was strict, so my mom's was like, the rules of her house, you're either going to work or get a job or go to school. Oh, no, the same thing. Work or go to school. Mm-hmm. And no babies. And and she would say, if you ever get locked up, don't call me. That was one of the things. I remember I got locked up one time. I'm 16. I was in jail for, like, or 15, 16. I was in jail for, like, maybe about a week until the place I was at called. And she's like, why you didn't call? I said, because you said never don't call you. She's like, I said that to keep you scared to go. And I, so anyway, but my sister got pregnant. Mom Dukes kicked her out the crib. Oh wow! Like how real is that? Yeah, like yeah, she yo. ain't playing. <laughs> she was like yo, I wasn't joking. Like right. she had to go to like one of them houses or whatever, like with mm. that that house teenage mothers and stuff. So like, but but that's dope. So you're and because he's in college at this point. Yeah. And yeah. your family's like, yo, we're gonna take care so you could take care of yourself yeah, in man. the long run. I remember uh, I had my my Pell Grant. You know, we didn't have a lot of money, a lot of money growing up, and we got you know grants from the university. I think I had like $1,300 or whatever. And I gave him half of that check oh, so wow. I can buy di- diapers. So, you know, 
family is everything to us. It's the greatest riches ever, you know. Right. And like I, I tried to be half the dad that my dad was. You know, we didn't know it was poor. We had all John Chandler had my hand me down clothes growing up. Right. We didn't know, but all we had was each other. Right. My dad used to cash bottles. To, let's go on trips, you know, collect bottles. And I'm like, man, just look at it. You know, I thank him now. You know Did that I mean? have anything to do too with like when you coming up? Were you like, man, I'm gonna change it? But well, you're not. You're not looking at it like that. But did you right. ever see like? I never saw that picture. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought we're rich because we had each other. You right, know, we right, already right. lost a sister. Was devastated, and we just got closer for, for that, from that loss. You know, and. Uh, do you remember the first time you went somewhere and you was like, oh, this shit is nice, yo. Oh, there's more shit in the world, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, shit, palm trees? Absolutely. What's Probably this? college. First time in Miami, like spring break. I was like, man, I got to make it. <laughs> I got all these freaking Latin women. Like, man, that's my kryptonite. Right, you're like, yo, Latin, <laughs> women, in, Latin women in foreign cars. Absolutely. Yo, this is beautiful. And, and the accent. <laughs> yeah, accent. Take all my money. Take it all. Here. <laughs> yo, because I'm saying like, like same thing. Like I, I grew up crazy, just like underprivileged. So it was like the, f- I, but I thought it was normal right. because everybody that I knew. That's why even with like there was like maybe a couple of white people in my hood, mm-hmm. but it was never a black and white thing because we always looked at it like we just all together in right. the same boat. It's not black or white. Right. We just in the same boat. We all fucked up. <laughs> so right. the time when I fern, I think I went to where did I go? I went to. I went out west. I went to like Utah or some shit. And but I was doing some other shit. But then like I was like, yo, if it hit me like, yo, this shit is different. It's not everywhere. I I don't know why, but I felt like everywhere is like the Bronx. Or uh, it's like New York. So uh, then when I went there, I'm like, yo, people are nice. Right. I'm like, well, I gotta go to the mountains to because <laughs> well, I never even seen mountains before that close before oh, wow. I went to Utah. So I was like, yo, I didn't I didn't even know what Utah was. I was like, I know the jazz play there. I don't know what else is there. But then it was nice and like just the quality of living was different than Definitely. what I was used to, that what I thought was regular. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, it kind of gave me a thing of like, yo, I just want to achieve being able to be in this type of a place. Absolutely. Like, I don't want to, because then I felt, when I went back, I felt like I was subjected mm-hmm. to, to being, in the, or being in the hood or just being right. fucked up. That's what's up. But now, you know. That's now, a, I'm still in the, go- now I'm still in the Bronx, but <laughs> but my mindset is different because before I used to feel like there was no hope. There was that's right. kind of what the podcast is about. It's mm-hmm. like, um... hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It's just like uh, being being someone that that my nephews and that my friends and that my moms and like my sister, I'm not my homegirls, my sisters. 
I had a homegirl hit me up today, like, yo, I'm proud of you seeing you do your thing. And, like, even that, though that's small, that means right. a lot to me. World. It means, like, yo, it means, because that's part of Absolutely. why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's like, yeah, I want to make myself proud, yeah, but I want to make everybody else proud to be like, yo, that's our dude, dude going, going, going for his, you exactly. know what I mean? That's what's up. <clears throat> so, like, you, that was the thing. Like, I went to your gram, and I'm like, yo, the dude is mad. Because, I, you know, I, I see a lot of, there's a lot of um, sports figures and, right. And and entertainers and people, not everybody has a, the, all they want to show you is their Lamborghinis right. or their mansions or right. like, yo, look, I got. I seen one thing the other day. There was a dude. He was like making it rain. I think mm. on just like on the floor, like like his whole floor, whatever yeah. it was. He just like young, made it young rain. Or something like yeah, that. yeah, he or just black, black youngster. Black youngster. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He just like making it rain <laughs> on the floor, and I was just like, man. So then when I see yours. Mm. I'm like, oh, it's like mad inspiration. Where does that come from? And even wanting to share that. Uh, just being positive. You know, like I said, this last past year was rough for me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, went through a divorce. Okay. We're cool, cordial, great. I got nothing bad to say. We just grew apart, you know. Right. Uh, got released from the Colts, you know, uh, uh, losing my mom. Just all at once. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally, like, I was at the bottom of the barrel, you know. And even my brother John's like, man, if anybody know what I've been through, it's you. Right. And, like, just going back to show that when you think no one's watching, someone's watching. So right. my brother's watching me, how I respond to everything, you know, going to bed, crying at night, waking up, crying. Right. And just turn that fuel to working out and being positive and, and, and uh, you know, dare to be different. Start doing yoga. You know, like I said, the hood teammates. Were I like, was going to do it. You, you doing yoga? You, you know what I mean? You know what the hood they, 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 they saying? Like, a white girl diet. I, I saw he bowls and yoga. You don't do You got to be like, yo, I was stretching. Yeah, man, definitely. <laughs> and literally just, uh, it went from that you know, guys making fun right. to them asking questions when they start seeing results, you know? And uh, I feel positive energy, you know, feels positive energy. You right, know, you start right, being right. positive, those those haters, those naysayers, they start, you know, they start weeding out and right. more positive people start coming to your life. And I met some awesome people this last year. There's no turning back, you know? Well, even sometimes the thing that I noticed, like that's kind of like too the hope of the hood. It's like, not the haters, but the people that don't really see it. Right. The more that I've seen that I kept going, the more that I've seen them starting to see it. Like, Absolutely. oh, you, you know, they, like the more you go to yoga, right. the more you don't listen to them. They're like, yeah. he knows something we don't know. Right, so he knows we, something. we're either going to get on right. board or not get on board. Definitely. The main thing is just knowing who, who who I am as a person. You know, I know who I am as a person. You know, no one, you can say what you want, but at the end of the day, it's not going to affect me at all. You know? Right, right, right. right. But so that's, like, a, that's dope, I think, that you even share that because even that, sometimes, like the last couple of days, I think I posted some stuff. On, on, on Facebook where it's like these are these are just these are these are ideas these are um these are beliefs that I that I have you know what I mean these are things so sometimes you feel like you shelter those feelings because right. you like you don't know how anybody's gonna feel but at the same time when I when I said what I said helping somebody I, yeah because yeah. I was just kind of like I was like yo what did I say uh it was something about you got oh, so you gotta make yourself hot you know what I'm saying? That Absolutely. means stay active. Go get it. Stay productive. Right. No excuses. You got to like, and I said, you got to, even if you want to side, you got to do, even if it's a small scale, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Even if you want the sidelines, you got to make it look like the all-star game until you get to the all-star game. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And, and one of the things that I've learned, even at an older age where I kind of knew it my whole life, and sometimes we got to relearn things, it's like, you're not going to win if you're not in good company, right? If you Absolutely. that's like Say if you want a bad team, if if you're not gonna win, if you if you don't that's got right tight there. company, that's it right there. So that's it's like key. major keys, I, I, major, <laughs> yeah, key. major key, that's right, right there. there. So I'm like, 
I had to relearn it or I had to re-go through an obstacle right. to really be like, you know. And so, like I said, I shared this and, yo, people was like, people was like, yo, you dropping gems for free. And I'm right. like, because I don't really think about it. It's just the thing that makes me go. The right. thing that where I'm like, yo, yo, I don't really need nobody's help, man. I'm not, or not that I don't. Everybody needs some help sometimes, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to wait around. Right. I'm not going to have excuses. I'm not going to. So at least they'd be like, yo, at least he's fighting. Right. You know absolutely. what I mean? Even if you're not winning the fight, as long as you fighting, you you ain't a sucker. Right. Absolutely. You know what I totally mean? Totally agree. So I think that, so that's what like I, it resonated with me when I seen that because like even yoga, even being a vegan, even right. like I'm looking at your shit like this nigga's a vegan, son. <laughs> I'm like, how does he the largest vegan? vegan in the world? Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, yo, he and, and he's sharing it. Yeah, he's sharing his akai. What the fuck is this, this nigga supposed to do with the akai? Is that nigga be trying to make me drink kombucha? I'll be like, ah, I just stopped drinking Fanta. I can't just uh -oh. jump right into right. kombucha. I got <laughs> I got You gotta meet me in the middle, like with salsa or some shit. I can't just jump. But um. Nah, that's dope because I think I think the biggest thing is like, and I had to, I, I like, in my past life, mm. I was in some criminal activities, made a lot of money, lost all of the money, and it took me to lose everything. Well, well, not everything, but every everything materialistic. It took me that to realize what you said earlier. The family is right. the most important, priceless thing. Absolutely. Because to me as a kid from the hood and I never had no money when I had money I didn't have no mentor I didn't have no guidance so not only did I I, I squander the money and do dumb things I grew apart from my family mm. you know what I mean and then when I lost everything they was like yo you hungry and then it right. hit me like damn yo how did I I should have been giving them the money not right. all of these prostitutes <laughs> I was spending money on pro yeah I was spending like uh, somebody hit me up I thought our pity was on back page I, I was on arrows it was, I was a little more classy I was on arrows back page that's, that's a classy one huh? Keep that. we might gotta edit that out of this one cause you know this is a positive pocket <laughs> my man put me on we used to, I remember me and my man would go to the club like yo we about to ball out so yeah. we going with mad bitches and bottles and we gonna do it big and, my old homie like, ah, take a chill at the hotel. I'm like, what you doing? How you gonna get me pussy? What right. you doing? And then he's like, then he was like, yo, this is just this website. You go to this website, we get no track. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, that was like, it, I had to really lose shit to really understand and like appreciate like the little. And I, even to now, I think that shit is, I appreciate. Right. I appreciate every little thing, every little person, like not little person, but every person that that's just positive because that's like I'm learning that if if it's like your state of mind. If if you like you said you you lost your mom's, right? You got divorced, mm -hmm. you got cut from a team, right? So that's that's so overwhelming. Yeah, oh yeah. To fight all in one to, year. to fight through to right. to like to just be like, all right, I'm gonna figure this out. Because right. a lot of times when you in you don't want to get out of bed, you right. be like, oh, yeah. yo, you like, why? You like, yo, I'm chill. Like, what am I? And not even that is you just like, I'm chilling. It doesn't right. really matter if I get out of bed. Right. It doesn't. It's not really gonna. You don't really see it. So it's like that. That to me is is crazy resilient. For like sure. that's crazy. Like just you know sticking with something. That shit is hard. Yeah, it is. It is. And mainly to stay focused. I had tunnel vision, and I, I say it to have my blinders on. Mm -hmm. They go to a horse race, and they can't see shit on the side of them. Right. You just gotta keep going straight. You know what I mean? No going back. And uh, that's what I did you day think, in day out. You think that was the? I was gonna ask you uh, what the what. What do you think the biggest obstacle in your life has been for you to overcome? 
Uh, this past year, it was everything. Okay. You know, it wasn't one thing. It was all at once. You know, after a while, you start getting dull, like numb to things. Like, all yes, right, yes, what's next? Yes. All right. You know, this person died or a teammate died. Mm-hmm. You know, just back to back to back. So after a while, you ain't, you're so low. You just like, you just got, I just go back to, to the rock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, like, I believe in God. You know, I still have a good time back in the day. Right. You know, yes. I, you know, strong faith, faith and, uh, you know, I, I told God, whatever it is, whatever you're trying to tell me, you know, let me know what it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm yours, you know. Right. And uh, things, every day, things just slowly start getting better. And uh, just by hanging around with positive people. And that, that's it right there. That's, well, like, all right. So you, obviously, you're a man of God. <laughs> um, But even then, like you said, it's like such a, it's like that thing of like you'd be like, why me? Right, right. One after another. <laughs> you like you know, why you like send me a sign and you don't see it right yeah. away. You'd be like, oh man, is there even a sign? Right. So how do you like how do you like what even triggered your mind to be like, all right? Cause well, do you think it was a sh- a mental shift as far as like positivity? Like uh, let yeah. me just be let me just let that go and try to walk towards the light? Yeah, I I remember uh, I was in the car crying. My brothers wanted to go out one night and uh, I think it was when everything was hitting me. And I was like, man, what did I do wrong? You start blaming yourself and pointing the finger. Mm-hmm. What could I do better in this relationship? Or, or what could I, what I could have not done? You know, and my brother's like, hey, both of them, like, you know, stab out of it. You're a champion, bro. Like, mm-hmm. like you ain't here crying like a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, literally. <laughs> right, right. And, like, literally. And Sometimes you need that, you though. Need Sometimes that. you need that. You need you need that you forget. You're exfoliating you know? out of your eyes. Yeah, exactly. And, like I said, like, it was okay to cry. Because right. that was me. It's part of the healing process. Right. And uh, looking at it now, I can laugh and smile about it, you know. And l- now I just try to help other people out, whatever way possible. So that was, I was, was yeah. going to be like one. That was another question. Was like, I, like I'm telling people you share positive messages, but like, what do you? Because it's the same thing for me, right? Like once I seen that's what this podcast is about. Like mm-hmm. once I seen something else, or once I was like, yo, if I could just do this and then you start doing it and then you start seeing it working you like right. oh shit i gotta put my mans on definitely you like yo i gotta so like what was that like you just yeah the, so the hardest thing for me was uh you know being known as an athlete is uh i couldn't go to regular counseling you know mm. it, they, you, they have so you went to counseling i tried to i tried it at first but i couldn't just because everyone knows everyone you know everyone knew who i was and that's mm-hmm. the main thing you know they say it's confidential but it's not you know, right. you start hearing things back around town. Like, how'd you know that? Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So I'm like, but what I did was I found somebody I can trust, you know, a good friend, my brothers, and, and just talk to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just talk about things other than the situation. Just talk about just positive things, you know, mm-hmm. other than sports, you know. How how was your day today? How's the kids doing? You know, just little things like that. And, and just really just going back to my, you know, foundation, family. Mm-hmm. And, and it brought me out. And then you just, you just figured, you know, let me just, this is how I'm feeling. You know, like a cause and, and positivity. Absolutely. Let me just spread the, the wealth. Yeah, man, got the, to. And that's so crazy because I didn't realize, like, even, like, you telling me, like, with your with your fam and all of that, I didn't even realize, like, how important that was in, until I was, like, around people that had, like, a positive support system. Mm-hmm. Because that shit is, like, if you don't, if you don't have, this is the thing I, I subscribe to, too. Like, if you don't have, like, a good friend that you can talk to that's level-headed if right. you don't have family members that you can talk to if right. you don't have money for therapy 
you almost got to trick yourself. I tell people you got to be your own Rocky and Mickey. Absolutely. Like, you got to be Rocky. You got to tell yourself, like, yo, you got this shit, right. bro. Right, absolutely. You got this. You know what I mean? Like, and, then, but it's, and then it worked. But it it, honestly, does. it works out, bro. Like, it's like... And then I actually I seen a picture of your pops with the with the with the with the ill Porsche. I was like, uh, oh! yeah, he was stunt <laughs> with my car. <laughs> I was like, yo, you was chilling with the guy. I was like, yo, who's I thought that was another brother. I thought that was your younger yeah. your youngest brother. I was like, damn, yo. Nah, but that that's fucking that's 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 dope. Um we're gonna wrap Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh final question. I usually ask everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you tell somebody kid adult man woman whoever it is that's facing that type that facing some sort of turbulence some sort of resistance in their life and they feel maybe that there's no way out they feel like maybe um you know they they, they feel helpless to right. some extent they feel hopeless like what would you uh, tell would I that person to get over to get over that hump yeah uh don't give up you know what i mean don't stop fighting because you know people say grass isn't green out of the lie on the other side, that's a lie, you know, because, uh, you know, I'm having a great time. <laughs> I got my freedom back, you know, you know, I feel good, looking good. You know, I'm feeling myself. You know right, I mean? right, right. And uh, this man, get somebody, get with somebody you can trust and talk to and, and vent, you know, let it out. Let that shit out and uh, and move on. You, you got to come to a point that you're like, all right, you know, get it all out and then stop talking about it, whatever that situation is, and then move on, you know, better yourself and uh, whatever it is, you know, Go to the gym or yoga or whatever. It's something different. Get out. Of the, do something different that's, that's out of the norm. You know what I mean? Yo, and, and find find what what you like and, and build from that. That's crazy. I'm gonna use that. The the grass is green. It is. Man, I'm telling you. Yo, that's is. probably the most lit shit I've heard. It's true, man. I'm, this whole I'm year life. so far. I'm living life. So I seen you doing. You was lifting boulders yeah, and shit. Man. I was like, yo, how? Who? Yeah. I don't even know nobody that can lift the boulders. Huh? What was what were you doing at that point? To, it's just it's having fun, man. Doing whatever comes to my mind that makes me happy. Nah, Saturday, so the grass, gotta, is, the grass is greener, though. That's crazy. It is greener. I'm going to use that. My brother, thank you so much, hey, man. For All me, the man. best. Definitely. Shout out to you and the family. Yes, sir. And, uh, yo, you guys, tune in. Keep tuning in. You can find us on ACAST. Shout out to ACAST for having us. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Laughable. And uh, we'll be back next week. Peace. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.